Hello, world, and welcome to Shelley's Plumbline. Truthful talk on tough topics, hosted by Dr. Shelley Stewart. We continue to explore Shelley's life in music as Shelley shares stories about his relationship with Ray Charles. Ray is definitely an icon in the blues world, known for his trademark Ray-Ban sunglasses. In fact, it's generally acknowledged that Ray was the first blind musician to wear sunglasses, setting a trend for future musicians. But Ray will be the first to say he never saw his blindness as a handicap. Many did not know Ray loved to play chess, and he owned his own plane and was fascinated by flying. He was even known to take a turn as a pilot now and then. And in today's episode, Shelley recalls how Ray drove his own bus around a block in downtown Birmingham on a bet. Shelley started broadcasting in 1949, and he has been on a journey to discover the truth for humanity ever since. And at 89 years of age, Shelley still sits down before the microphone as he pursues answers to tough topics, challenging us to change the experience of being human and our outlook on humanity. Ladies and gentlemen, I am honored to present the oldest podcaster in the world. Get ready. Here is Shelley. Well, I will say to you, welcome to Shelley's Plumline. Some of you uh, contacted us and said, hey, Shelley, uh, not only is it Shelley's Plumline, it is Shelley's Academy of Common Sense. I like that, too. <laughs> I like that. Welcome. You know, in my life, I, I met so many people. By the way, I'm not a name dropper. When you hear me talking about people uh, calling, them, more than likely, I have had a relationship, a personal relationship with them. Uh, most of the entertainers that you'll hear me talk about here on this podcast or these podcasts uh, not only did I enjoy their singing but I enjoyed a relationship that we had or developed over time that worked very close for the entertainer as well as yours truly this podcast today really it came about because I had my car I was headed for a handicap zone because at my age, I'm 89 years old, and I used the handicap sticker because I use a walker and a cane. Just as I was putting in, a car pulled right in front of me, and this young person jumped out of the car in the handicap parking space where I was trying to get. He jumped out, slammed the door, and went into a store, uh, and then another young person jumped out, and there I was, just parked there, and I said, oh my God, that person runs, only about 25 or 30 years old, in this handicap zone. Why? Here I was, anyway, my mind just went back. Oh, I'm, although I was in the car, I was driving, yes. Uh, Someone says, who, you driving at your age? Yes, I drive at my age, and drive darn well, by the way. I thought about years back, how uh, a fella, I was on stage. I did a lot of stage acts, you know. I stand up and I did emceeing and other locks. But one place I did uh, record hops. 
And each week, we would draw four, draw four or five hundred people, as a matter of fact. And we would have dance contests. There's a guy that won a contest uh, at George Moore's in Leeds, Alabama. He beat everybody. I mean, that guy danced his danced the night away. He won the prize that night. Next week, next time I played there, we had a dance contest. That same guy came up and he danced and he won again. Oh my God, he couldn't dance. I noticed something about the guy. I said, "Don, this guy's good. Maybe he should be on Broadway." Anyway, uh, after the show that night. Uh, I saw him. I said, come here, man. You're good. But I also observed his right leg, one of his pant legs. I noticed it looked like I saw something strange about the leg. And I said, uh, hey, man, uh, Ray, Ray was his name, by the way. I said, hey, look, there's something wrong with your He said, nothing wrong with my leg. He said, see, that's an artificial leg. I said, oh, you only have one. He said, oh, no, both of my legs are artificial. I don't have any legs at all. And that guy was winning, and we became very close friends. His name was Ray Allen, by the way. He lived a great life. As a matter of fact, I said, what happened to you? He said, well, what happened? A train ran over my legs when I was 11 years old. I, I, and I, I didn't give up. Uh, all of the kids in the community thought I would never be able to walk again. And he said, what I did, Shelly, I just decided I would just... Uh, learn to do something for myself. And I said, well, tell me about it. He said, what I did, man, they gave me an artificial leg, and I learned, and they gave me another one, and I learned, and as I grew, and then I graduated from high school, Shelly. I said, but what? He said, I learned to dance with these legs. He said, I graduated from high school. He said, by the way, I got a job. You got a job? You had no, you don't have any legs, man. You drove a what do you do? He said I drove a truck for a, a production a produce company. And uh, finally, I said, "What happened, man?" He said, "Well, what happened here was that oh, I broke my leg one day." I said, "You broke?" He said, "I called in and told the man, my boss, that I had to, I had broken my leg, and uh, he." And I said, okay, Ray, I hope you get better. He said, about two hours later, I came in, and the man said, Ray, I thought you had broken your leg. He said, I did. said, but I had it fixed. The man said, what do you mean you had your leg fixed? He said, see right there, the man, he had driven the truck for two years, but his boss did not know he didn't have any legs. He was that good. So the man took him off the truck. He said he fired me. He did well. He didn't really fire me. Tell me you can work in the house, but in the warehouse, but you can't have a drive. He said I went to the place that was making my legs, and I started working for them, and I learned to make artificial limbs. And now, by the way, he retired as one of the best artificial protectors. Those legs he made all of the limbs for, for legs and arms for everybody in this region. His name is Ray. Well, there's another Ray I met years ago, too. This guy, uh, uh, I had heard about him, Dave Clark, a guy uh, who was the first 
black record promotion man in the United States of America. Dave Clark worked for Don Groby in Houston, Texas, which were in Duke Peacock Records. That recording company had artists, black artists, naturally. Johnny Ace was there. Big Mama Thron was there. Uh, as a matter of fact, B.B. King came out of that house, that uh, Duke Peacock. Dave Clark brought me a record back, latter part in the middle of the world, mid-50s. Mid and uh, he told me, he said, hey, Shelly, uh, there's a guy that's blind, man. Uh, he was with Don, but they switched him. <laughs> and he's going to be doing something else. He, he's already singing gospel, but man, the dude singing the blues now. He's going to be good. He handed me this record, but I said, this, I met a guy before, but he came out of Tennessee, out of, out of Nashville up there, and he's with a group uh, that uh, called the Southern somebody, Southern Tones or something. He said, that's the same guy. Who? That's the same guy. I said, oh, come on. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this guy, <laughs> this guy is something else. But I'm going to sneak it in on you. And uh, I want you to kind of hear something uh, right now. Just think about who is going to be with us as our guest today in heart. What I say, baby, what I say. All right. Now you got it. Now you got it, ladies and gentlemen. That's that guy that I was talking about. But uh, the song that Ray Charles did before his blues was one thing for sure. Uh, it was the song that many people have never heard in their lives. It's Ray Charles doing gospel before Ray Charles. It's with the Southern Tone. Oh, there's a man When I first met Ray, I said, Ray, oh my God, you are the same dude. He looked at me and said, so what? So what? Uh, 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 man, I'm, I, I, I came to sing. It didn't make any difference. I came to sing. I said, but uh, you're blind. He said, I'm not blind, Shelly. What do you mean you're not blind? He says, I'm not blind, man. I just can't see. <laughs> that, was, that, was, uh, that was our little conversation. And he had a personality out of this world. And Ray would talk his head and go from side to side, you know, and he'd be rocking. And you would think he's looking right at you. But the dude just, he, that was his personality. Shoulders would be up and down. I said, Ray, the song that you did, the, the gospel song, you know what you did? You stole it. What do you mean you stole it? I said, you stole your own song. You stole it from the gospel group you were with. He said, I didn't steal it. I just sang my song. I said, what you, I said it sounded a lot. I'm going to tell you what. I said, Ray, I'm going to do right now. Here's the record that Dave Clark handed me, really. This is the song that's going to carry you across. 
And here it is. Oh, I got a woman way across town that's good to me. Listen to this, and you'll just think about what I played on the gospel song. I got a woman way over town that's good to me. Oh, yeah. So, Ray, you continued uh, all through your life doing the blues. But deep down in your heart, you always talked about God. I mean, every time we sit down, man, you talked about how you came up and how family was and, and, and the likes. You talked about your time singing in church. You talked about that. He said, that has nothing to do with what I do, man, but singing the blues. I sing the blues. I sing the blues because it makes me happy. I sang the gospel because it made me happy. I said, but Ray, uh, people think, says, uh, you know, some preachers told me, if you're singing the blues, you're going to hell. He says, well, <laughs> Shelly, music, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, Shops and flats. You play it in gospel. You play it with the blues. So, if that's what the preacher said, judge it not. What did he tell me? He said, Shelly, judge not. Ye shall not be judged. Okay, Ray. Okay. We had that type of conversation, people. And I have that type of conversation with people even to this day. I played the blues. I played gospel. I love God. Yes, I do. But at the same time, there are those who judge, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that. I tell young people to this day that stop saying what you can't do. You can do it. Uh, You can do it. Uh, Ray Charles, by the way, uh, he did so many songs. I loved the one, you know you told me such a long time ago, the fool for you, I love that. I loved the country and western songs that he did. I loved all of these. Now, here's the story about Ray Charles driving a bus. Ray Charles drove a bus. Now, no one in the country has ever told anyone, but Ray Charles drove a bus. I'm a witness that Ray Charles drove a bus. Ray Charles owned the bus. That was his tour bus. He had the bus. He drove it into Alabama, Birmingham to be exact, on 17th Street between 4th and 5th Avenues North. He drove up and he got off the bus. He came into the place where we all hung out. That was Rat Killers, which was rid of the 17th Street Shine Parlor, but we all hung out there. Everybody in the country know coming to Birmingham they knew about Rat Killers, downtown Birmingham. Uh, Ray knew about it because we all hung out there when he came to town. The Ray pulled up, and with all of his band on the bus, came in to holler at the guys I set at Rats, 
And he walked in, said, Ray, you drove the bus? He said, yeah, I drove it. And Ray stopped lying. You didn't drive it. He says, I can drive it. Ray, you cannot drive a bus. He says, it's my bus. I can drive my bus. You want to bet on it? And so we decided, yeah, we'll bet. At <laughs> rate, we all got together. That's about 15, 20 of us in there. And we put down a few of the bucks to bet Ray couldn't drive a bus. Ray Charles told his driver, a manager who says, uh, came into my bus. We walked him up. And it was the Birmingham police, car 13, never forget, car 13 called the Black Cat. That was a police car that worked that area. Uh, he says, uh, Ray Charles go drive the bus. He said, but Ray Charles is blind. He said, Ray, I'm not blind, I can't see. And the police, <laughs> the police guided his car and turned his lights on, it's true, pulled in front of Ray's bus and... He said, the guy told up, his manager told him, said, we're going to take a right on 4th Avenue, go one block, take a right, not one block, to, and Ray's going to drive the bus. And sure enough, Ray got behind the wheel and started up the bus and went and drove the bus. The right-hand side, right turn on 4th Avenue, one block, a right turn on, on 16th Street, one block, Right turn on Fifth Avenue, one block, a right turn on uh, 17th Street, half block, and pulled up in front of the rat killers again and got off the bus and collected the money. Ray Charles said, I drove my bus. Ladies and gentlemen, he drove that bus. So don't tell anybody what a person can't do. Ray Charles did drive that bus. Ray says, you, Ray, I told him many times, Ray, you could complain. He said, I'm not going to complain. He says, you know, I don't hear very well either, Shelly. I can't complain. It brings a tear into my eyes when I begin to realize I cried so much.
time I saw Ray. Uh, he was playing at the auditorium at the Coliseum here in Birmingham, and uh, there were thousands of people there. And Ray knew that I was somewhere there, but he didn't know exactly where. But he was walking past me and I said, "Hey, Ray!" And he said, "Hey, Shelley." How in the hell did he recognize that? But he was just that sharp, Ray Charles. Yep, it could have been many things, but Ray Charles did the blues. And matter of fact, I said, Ray, what do you do in life? He said, I chose to sing the blues. Shelley's Plum Line was written, produced, and edited by Dr. Shelley Stewart and Mark Jamrise. It was produced by Stewart Production at the Plum Line Studios in Sterrett, Alabama. If you are a fan of Shelley's Plum Line and you like what we are doing here, please remember to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Give us a review and share this podcast with others. Follow us and continue the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. This is Mark Jamraz. We'll see you next week.